It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie now, Claire Daly is a member of Independence for Change. She was a TD from 2011 to 2019 and is now an MEP in the European Parliament, which sits in Brussels and Strasbourg and represents Dublin. And I know, Claire, you've been a little bit out of the loop as to what's been happening here in Ireland. But in terms of uh, Brussels, is it a big story in Brussels or does anybody care? Oh, look, it's a, it's a bit of a story, you know, um, I suppose. There's a lot of confusion here in understanding what's going on in Ireland because a lot of the messaging around COVID seems to be incredibly contradictory and maybe a little bit out of kilter with what's happened in the rest of Europe. So I suppose if you look at it from the point of view, say, of an MEP or someone based on mainland Europe, there has been a lot of travel within across member states, within the guidelines and all of that sort of stuff, you know, the European Parliament brought in rules in around May or so to allow MEPs to be tested so that we could travel and not quarantine. And so I suppose we look at some of the stuff in Ireland and some of that is a little bit different, you know, so I'm definitely not. But obviously there's an interest in when a commissioner is being discussed in terms of the future of his face, well, then obviously that is a matter of interest. It's not something that happens every day of the week. I think it's probably hardly ever happened. Uh, and the only occasion or so that it did happen was in the event of sort of major fraud or something. So, yeah, in that sense, it is a big, big story, you know. Yeah, but what I'm trying to establish here, I mean, is it viewed within the commission or indeed within what's called the Brussels village uh, as a scandal or is it being looked upon as, uh, we'll say, a local matter in far-off Ireland? Yeah, I'd say there's a bit of confusion, right? I've seen the statements from Ursula von der Leyen saying, look, we need to see the local guidelines and we need to understand them, you know? I suppose from her point of view, if you think about it, if she has another 20-plus commissioners who've been home in their own member states, if they are going to be called upon to account for their movements, has she got a big problem with them, you know? So... There are issues that are for the member state. She has to sort of weigh that up. It's a dangerous precedent, if you like, for her from that point of view. But then at the same time, she obviously has to take note of the fact that COVID is the biggest health crisis of our generation. The people of Europe have suffered greatly um, in our efforts to, to control this virus and anything that sort of, I suppose, 
undermines those efforts, then does have to be carefully looked at and called to account, you know. So I'd say it's a weighing up of, of that, you know. Uh, the government are saying, they're kind of, I see Eamon Ryan is out there now saying the government has lost confidence in Phil Hogan. Not sure the Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar statements were that strong. So the Irish government to me have kind of said, look, it's up to the Ursula von der Leyen, which it is, you know. So... There is a good bit of interest, but I suppose from the the bureaucrats or whatever, there's probably a wariness about a precedent from this situation as well. Okay, well, look at by the time the program finishes, he could be gone. Yeah, well, I was going to say you're you're in the European Parliament. I've lost count of the number of MEPs. I think it's up. Is it seven hundred plus MEPs? I mean, are any seven hundred now? Yeah, yeah. Are any of the MEPs from other countries saying to you, "Oh, this Hogan guy has to go"? No, 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 not at all. And I mean, even, I suppose, I was kind of half following the stuff of his interview on the news last night about this idea of a test that he had said he'd taken, the te- he was negative for COVID, therefore didn't have to quarantine. I mean, I have to say, from being here in Brussels, that was my understanding of the situation. And obviously, Phil Hogan is a political opponent of mine, but I'm well aware that other MEPs have, I've availed of the test myself here. And loads of MEPs have travelled within the guidelines because the Parliament brought in a facility whereby if you did a test and you were shown to be negative, you didn't have to quarantine. But with the result that since May we've had, now not, I've been based in Brussels pretty much for all of the lockdown, um, but like a number of MEPs from Ireland were travelling every week, going and coming back. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, why, for those. Uh, and are they self isolating when they travel from Brussels over to Dublin? Well, I, I, you'd have to ask them that. But the whole purpose of the test was was that so you wouldn't have to do it, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I presume they're not in that they're going somewhere when they arrive there, so they're going to be with their families and all of that. OK, well, Claire, I... So I, I it's just so like that, so I, I, I haven't heard any MEPs saying that. There's, a, there's an interest in the story, but I suppose because it's sort of tied up in all of this detail of, you know... I suppose that's the reason why, to me, it's a big distraction. To me, looking at... Well, just on that very point, on that very point, Claire, the the very reason we invited you on this morning is that Mm. you issued a tweet yesterday and you said, Mm. quote, a handy diversion from absolute horror show that is Irish government handling of COVID-19, contradictory, confusing and chaotic. A scalp is meaningless for real accountability. Let's have a general election now. Surely you can't be serious. We had one in February. It took four months to form a government. We're two months into a new government. Why would you want a general election now? Well, I mean, and look at the carry-on of them. I mean, if we're, and again, I'm looking at it from a distance, but even from that distance, it seems very clear that the mishandling of the COVID situation since the new government has come into being has actually been dramatically worse than the handling of it when the interim, when the interim government was in place. We had clear messaging, uh, clear instruction. Uh, and solid enough advice and a rapid response. It appears to me since the government led by Fianna Fáil have come into power, we've had utter chaos with departments contradicting each other. The new Minister for Transport out abandoning Air Lingus workers, completely contradictory travel advice being issued. Uh, it's utterly chaotic. I don't want to wish it ill, but I have an awful feeling that the reopening of the schools is going to be mismanaged uh, as well. And I think these stories were coming uh, to the 
focus a lot more and suddenly Golfgate appeared. And while on the one hand it was very understandably a magnet for all of the anger that's so justifiable in Irish society, on the other hand, all it again began to focus on Phil Hogan and didn't look at all of those mad decisions that the government was making around that, well, you can't have 50 people at a wedding or you can't have them at mass, but you can't have them sitting in Semple Stadium, even though there's massive social distance. Okay, but I have to to put the point to you, Claire. You're saying there should be a general election now. This is, what, eight months or whatever it is, six months after the last one in February. The public are not calling for a general election. And I'd put it to you that on the basis that the public aren't marching down O'Connell Street in Dublin saying, get this lot out, uh, that you're a bit out of touch with reality. Well, I wouldn't think so, because obviously with the COVID restrictions, nobody's really marching all that much at the moment. And the parliament isn't in session. I know it's going to be reconvened. The doll is going to be brought back. And I've actually have heard members of the opposition saying that the government needs to account for its record in dealing with this. From what I've heard, people are very dissatisfied. I suppose the question is, is can they re-salvage some um you know, credence of credibility. Yeah, but come on, uh, now, let's be honest. Mi- let's be honest, Claire. All governments right across the world at the moment, and Spain is particularly bad at the moment. We see the, the chaos in the USA. All governments are dealing with what you might call an invisible moving target. And nobody so far has come up with the, the golden solution, perhaps uh, with the exception of New Zealand, albeit that it's an island country. Uh, all countries are struggling. I mean, if your logic was to be there should be a general election in every country in the world because all, all governments all governments are mishandling this. I, all governments aren't. I mean, I live in Brussels now. The guidelines are very, very clear. We have public signage. We wear our masks in public. We have sanitizers. We have social distancing in the shops. We know the areas where we're supposed to go. We know the areas where we're not supposed to go. We don't have arbitrary rules saying, well, if you go to mass... You can meet in groups of this, or if you have a wedding, you can. But if you go to a sports group, you can't. So there is a difference in what Ireland is doing. They have reopened schools and kindergartens here for a whole period of time and have managed that situation. Obviously, there's a resurgence of the uh, pandemic in, in particular areas, which has been monitored and scientifically evaluated. But society is is running normally. We're able to go to shops. We're able to go to restaurants. We're able to go to pubs. We haven't had the sort of mishandling and the businesses that have gone to the wall in Ireland. We've had businesses, big businesses, which have been in crisis, have been helped by their government. I've had Aer Lingus workers on to me all the time pointing out that all the major airlines have got assistance from their national governments, other member states. The Irish Airlines hasn't got that. So I'm not willy-nilly saying that. That was a tweet which was making the point that the Phil Hogan incidents, if Phil Hogan resigns today, which he might, What is going to be achieved by that? There's still a huge body of work. And what we've seen from this new government is this: they have mishandled every single phase of it, which in a way in which, and it's a bit ironic, the interim one didn't. I mean, the messaging coming from Leo Varadkar and his team when they were in the interim government and Tony Holham was much, much clearer than the way in which Micheál Martin is dealing with this. That's okay, all well, I was saying, Claire, that there was a head of steam building up on this. Yeah, Claire, very... I think we could still have an election right, uh, but, because of the lack of confidence in this government because I think loads of people have lost it. Very briefly, and in about 30 seconds, if Phil Hogan is forced to resign or indeed is sacked, will that be damaging to Ireland's reputation within the what I call the Brussels village? 
No, I don't think so. Not at all. So there's no great there's no great urgency in forcing Phil Hogan to resign because he is confused over the rules in this country. Uh, something that's big here, but which it would appear nobody in Brussels really cares about. No, no, that that's not true. I mean, I, I think from what I've read is, is that the the Ursula von der Leyen seems to be trying to weigh up the sensitivities at home in Ireland and look at the, for the avoidance of doubt. The Gulfgate incident was an absolute disgrace, like, and the pain felt by people who've lost loved ones, who couldn't say goodbye, and to see a gathering like this is very understandable. It's not just that, it's because we see the great and the good rubbing shoulders, having dinner in a hotel when so many people have lost their income. That's why people are rightly furious, you know, but so I'm not dismissing or diminishing any of that, but in the Brussels situation, Phil Hogan's job within that has to be factored in with all of the other issues about what precedent that would set. All right. Other commission, it doesn't mean that people don't care. It's a very serious matter, as is the whole handling of of the mishandling of COVID by the Irish government. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Thanks for taking our call, Claire. That's uh, Claire Daly, MEP for the Dublin constituency. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.